Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 704, recorded today, the 23rd of February uh, 2022. We did have, we had the soundcheck day, didn't we? Or the alternative soundcheck day, which is 222222. That was yesterday, I believe, at uh, 2.22 and 22 seconds. That would have been perfect. So I suppose that's the thing that we're going to join in terms of, uh, that's the number for today's show. But uh, welcome, everybody. This is a music technology podcast. We talk about things to do with music production, synthesizers, electronic music, uh, live streaming, uh, live gigging, all the technology behind all of that kind of stuff, software, all the things that you might, all the fun of the fair, as you might say. I want to say hello to our friends in the uh, YouTube chat and also the IRC chat, old school, and also uh, everybody on, because oh, we, we've... Uh, we we stream on Facebook Live and uh, YouTube and Twitch, I believe. And if you're interested in maybe getting involved in some of uh, the Patreon, we also have a Patreon. Uh, this is here uh, for the price of a cup of coffee a month, patreon.com forward slash Sonic State. Uh, we do the pre-show. I was showing a preview of the Take 5, uh, sequential Take 5 synth that I reviewed, uh, which is coming up very soon. But there's also ad-free versions of all the other stuff that we post to... Uh, Sonic State YouTube, as well as many other things. And if you're quick, because uh, it's automatically done, if you, go, if you go now, your name could be in the credits at the end as a shout-out if you join at the higher tier. Anyway, let's get on to... Um, well, oh, yeah, the other thing I'm supposed to say, and I always forget, is don't forget to subscribe. If this is your first time here or you haven't got around to it yet, ring the bell, subscribe, and then you'll be notified of all our new content. Like I say, we've got Sequential Take 5 review coming up and many more other things as well. So let's get on to some guests. Uh, let's start over in uh, Nevo Sound, where Mr. Yoad Nevo, who's a producer, engineer, songwriter, Waves developer, which is actually one of the reasons he's here today. Well, not the only reason. He's oft- often on without a product, <laughs> but Waves have got a great new product. How are you, Yoad? Are you well? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. Yeah, we're all very excited about the release uh, of CR8 and uh, Cosmos. That was a long, uh, a long journey took several years uh maybe we'll get to that in the in, uh, later we so, will we will indeed but uh, outside yeah. of that you're busy you're doing much kind of music production work mix still still banging out the mixes <clears throat> very busy mixing uh just finished another album uh doing a lot of dolby atmos mixing which is great um producing um yeah just got a new guitar, so I'm uh, very excited about that. Oh, <laughs> nice. And, uh, yeah. <clears throat> stuff like that, so you the, know, you, the usual stuff. So the, sorry, I beg your pardon. The, the, so the, the Atmos stuff, I mean, because obviously that's got, got to be a big investment for you to, to kind of go down that route. But, and you're starting to get, there's plenty of work out there. That's, that's kind of, people are, are really embracing that. Is that coming from, um, mostly from labels or is it from other people who just want Atmos mixes? There's work from, from labels uh, and there's work from individuals in the same way as, as normal mixing, uh, mixing uh, work, which used to be all label uh, or or like so coming from labels uh, these days uh, it's it is labels a lot but um, pr- 
private, um, you know, artists, yeah. unsigned artists uh, as well, because it's more democratic. The whole process is, uh, yeah, and the, the processors and plugins are more accessible to everyone. So not all stages have to be uh, to take place in the studio. A lot of people work from home. And uh, and that's where I come in because uh, I'm, you know, I'm very experienced, if I can say that, uh, in taking productions in all sorts of sort of uh, stages and, and production levels and bringing them to sound like like a finished product. And, and it is possible mm. today more than ever before because of some of the um devices and plugins we will talk about into this show yeah that's true i mean so do you think that i'm um, just as a quick question so i'll come to i'll come to a, a gaz in a sec because i haven't introduced him yet um do you think that there's a, a um in the same way that you know back in the back in the early days when all we had was four tracks and whatever going into a sort of a further up the food chain studio would kind of make you feel like your demo was taken more seriously are people using atmos delivery as a kind of again so do you know what i mean if you say well we've already done the mixes in atmos is that do you think that might be a kind of plus a tick in the in the in the plus box for the for the label when they're looking at acts? i think there's absolutely there's definitely a marketing um value in 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 that as well as um sonically which which sounds great and it's it, it's nice and it's a different a new sort of medium of uh, of and a way of a new way of listening to to music and creating music but um because the the supply is not matching the the demand like the you know apple music and um and and all these services that that provide streaming in dolby atmos all compatible um yeah. formats that they're actually crying for for content right so I yeah think yeah that, so you might you might get to the top of the list yeah so there's there's an opportunity here for uh, for musicians and uh, producers and artists uh, the labels are well aware of the, of that but uh, i think that uh, unsigned or independent artists uh, i think there's there's a there's a good you know window of At opportunity least, yeah uh, yeah it's a window isn't you it still, I mean, it's you not still gonna, need it's a great gonna... song you know yeah, uh, that's what it's all about but uh, but it, it, there's definitely something in in that uh, in that format format, and it's not going to go away. That's for sure. Excellent. Well, anyway, thank you uh, for joining us. So we've also got Mr. Gaz Williams, who's there in Bristol. Gaz, of course, is a bass player, uh, more bass playing these days uh, because you're able to play out live, music yes. technologist, YouTuber, all of those kind of things, and uh, product developer, obviously, with the uh, the new uh, – now I'm trying to remember what it's called – cable – what's it called? Cable, cable, cable portal. Cable portal. Excellent. With Mr. Gear Tavern. How are you, Gaz? You well? Yes, very well. Thank you very much. Um yeah, kind of excited, really. Got all sorts of things happening. The year's starting to fill out with things now. So, you know, it's like, oh, is this some sort of return to normality? You know, so hope, you know, there's a lot of festivals meant to be happening. So hopefully, you know, we've turned a corner. Um, hmm. But um, what I was going to say, though, uh, you know the old adage about be careful what you wish for? Um, yes. 
I've been really kind of, I've been in that this week, I think I've just reached a kind of breaking point of just like so much new gear to kind of mess around with. I think, you know, my, <laughs> I think my brain sort of popped. Look at these, look at these. Tonight I'm going to do a show, if I could just plug that very briefly. Um, and look at, look at these. <laughs> Ta -da! Have you ever seen that? Oh, before? nice. Are they snazzy? Yeah, snazzy yes, effects. Snazzy. Yeah. So that's what the show is going to be about tonight. Um, and I think it's quite interesting. About, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And the thing that's really sort of peculiar about them is, uh, I mean, there's a lot of knobs on that, isn't there, for a pedal? And I mean, and essentially what that Tracer City is, is a, is a multi-mode uh, filter with loads and loads of ways of... Um, you know, manipulating it, but it means that the sweet spots are really fine tuned. It's you know, it, right. you really dial them in. So you know, using that sort of thing live, forget about it. It's just well, or well, they're sort of tabletop. I mean, you can stick them on the floor, but they are tabletop type format, aren't they? Generally, those things. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. What time's that? Eight o'clock tonight. Eight p.m. tonight. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Thanks. Brilliant. Okay, well, let's get into some topics. I mean, we'll start with, uh, we mentioned a little bit about this because obviously we've got uh, uh, Waves. Uh, of course, Yoel is a developer for Waves. This is the Waves CR8 sampler. So let me just uh, press the button. The Waves CR8 sampler takes everything exciting about sampling and puts it in a fun, easy workflow. Turn any sound into infinite instruments with five advanced stretching algorithms. Sync any sample in the right key and BPM instantly. Easily loop, reverse, and freeze with complete control of the pitch, time, and position of your sample playback. Stack up to eight sample layers or split them across your keyboard. Shape color and add movement easily with the drag and drop modulators and ADSRs. On top of that, you get 800 presets, over 2,500 free samples, and the built-in Cosmos AI-powered sample finder. Which is just tacked on at the end there, but uh, this is an interesting thing. I mean, uh, inevitably, we're going to come to you, Yared, because I imagine you might have had a hand in this. So this is the Waves uh, CR8, or Create, I'm not quite sure how it's pronounced, uh, and it's introing at uh, 9.99 bucks. Now, first of all, I suppose, is... What made you, because you, you ch from what I gather, when you develop stuff, quite often you're developing out of a personal need or a personal kind of like, I want to have something that does this. Is that what the case happened here? Or were you involved at that, at that level? Or what, what, tell us the story. Um, I, well, I don't know where you got this idea, but I don't think it's, uh, it represents uh, most plugins, you know, we, we, we explore the market and the users and we're in touch with a lot of users. And um, so, so a lot of the products or all the products we make come from, you know, market demand. And uh, sometimes I come with the crazy idea and it, it matures into a product. Sometimes a lot of other people do the same. Uh, in this case, the need was clear to, to have a sampler, which is a drag and drop. It's very simple, um, especially when, when a lot of people, or since a lot of people work with the services like Splice or Loopmasters uh, and such, where you browse a, a large, you know, a huge amount of samples and you want to hear them in context. And, and the CR8... Um, 
allows you to just drag and drop it to to drop it onto it from the Splice app applet or whatever ah, it is. Okay. You know that. So and, and then it's already in key and in sync wow. with your session, and you can just wow. play it in context. So it, so if you have like a MIDI a MIDI part playing. It could be a kick drum part, or it could be a loop part, or it could be a, a melodic part, or anything like that. You just browse the the samples on your favorite online service, or, and I'll come to that in a minute, um, your internal uh, or your private collection of samples, and uh, you you just hear it in context, plus the the ability to to plate as a granular, you know, then you can mess about with it. Um, you can freeze it, you can play it as a granular or a wavetable because you can scan the sample in any direction with four modulators and four envelopes and stuff like that. So it's, and it's eight layers um, of velocity layers or, or keyboard um, zones uh, and all that. In addition, we have the, the Cosmos, which is um, basically a library um, browser organizer, yeah. which is based on, uh, which uses AI. So it, it uh, catalogs your, um, your samples and you can, you can um, change the, the way you want to see them. So you can, we have a classifier, an instrument classifier, which identifies what instrument it is. So when you then drag it to the sampler, it will create to, to the CR8, it will uh, automatically choose the right um, time stretch algorithm for it. So if it's a vocal, oh, it neat. will uh, preserve the format. If it's, if it's uh, something rhythmic, it will preserve the transients and so on. Um, but also it allows you to, to browse by instrument. So you see a, a huge kind of galaxy of Sam, which each dot represents or, or each star represents a sample. And you can, uh, because it's AI, um, <clears throat> it, it kind of classifies, it knows what the sample is on certain levels. So it knows what instrument it is, but it also knows whether it's clean or distorted, whether it's dry or affected, uh, whether it's uh, uh, okay. bright or dark. So you can, you, the, the, your galaxy can represent different sort of, um, you know, parameters of your samples and which makes it very easy to, to, for me, um, browsing, I think I mentioned it a few times on, on the, on the show and, and in other places for me, the, you know, the biggest problem is browsing files because that's what you end up doing a lot during a day, whatever you do, whether you're mixing, whether you're producing, whether you certainly if you're using samples and things like that, you, you have to browse and, and go up a level and go to this drive and to this drive. And the idea of having your, all your samples in one place, and it's not just drums, like, um, you know, um, some other, um, yeah. brands, do it's all your samples and then it, you're free from from browsing and all that you just 
very intuitively touch each one of the of the dots and when you're happy with it you just drag it to your or either to CRA or to your door um ah so, so it works but so, that's that's interesting somebody should do yeah. uh something like that also for plugins as well so you could just you, you have all your plugins and all your presets involved you know channel strip, and you could just kind of go i need something to whatever do this to this so it analyzes the audio in the actual channel if I, if I know anyone who could do that i think it might be somebody like yourself i'm certainly with uh, the wave stuff i'd imagine that um, I, it's an interesting idea and i can't really comment on it oh okay right uh, so gaz do you do, do yeah. you use it i mean more and more now this kind of notion of drag and drop sampling is really cool and i, I was looking at the uh, promo videos for the cra and there was what was really cool with the browsing and just kind of go yeah there's a there's a bass drum pattern or an entire pattern and you're just basically changing out this the kick until it feels right in context and that that's something i mean i know it, it, it's not the first time it's ever been done but in terms of a standalone sampler that's not tied to a sample library it seems to be amongst the uh, one of the first which i think is kind of cool that level of integration is going to be really helpful yeah. for browsing right. well i mean I, I completely agree with johad about just what a drag it is file management really so anything that helps that area i mean i have just terrible file management you know um so anything that helps in that way uh i'd be kind of curious with cosmos if you could just do simple sample editing if you could built in is that something that it can do or, or would it just be attached to an, another wave editor um, uh cosmos is the the librarian sort of browser ai classifier and then you drag it to cr8 which is a fully featured so you do sampler with editing and all your markers and all your you know yeah advanced yeah. stuff uh you see I, when i was looking at that i was thinking i was just fantasizing imagine having a little hardware version of the cr8 you know with some knobs and a built-in microphone input and that sort of thing and that and that interface on a little touch screen um you know, that's what I'd like to see. Come on, Yoad. <laughs> well, there we go. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can start so, with connecting a controller to it. Uh, that sure. would be a good start. Yeah, it's just, um, I was thinking it's, it does look like it's got that very fluid workflow, though, which I just would love to have in a sort of hardware sort of sense as well. Um, that's because I'm mostly sort of just in a, in a hardware world at the moment. Um, but is it efficient then, Yoad, as a sort of, as a sampler? I mean, does it use, um, how, how does, uh, can you do, um, oh, you say it runs eight, eight layers. Um, you have eight you layers which you can arrange by velocity, uh, key zone, or both, whatever right. you choose. So if you want to, for instance, if you want to, we, we made some presets for, for like, obviously drum kits and stuff. I have about, I think I've made over 60 of the factory presets, there are hundreds. Um, uh, but, but, uh, if you want to create a drum, a drum kit, let's say you work on a, whatever, uh, production, um, a trap production. Uh, and you don't have any samples. You go to Loop Masters or to Splice and you, you, you type um, trap, drums, single shots. You find the kick, you drag it onto, you know, the first part, then snare. And, and in, in seconds, you build the kit. 
which you can then change while it's playing. You can just browse on Splice or in Cosmos if you have the samples. Um, you, you know, you can just change it on the fly. This is, I mean, the, the idea was uh, what we wanted to do is to create a bridge between the cloud and online world and your sort of production environment. So, be, you know, before CR8, you had to download the sample, you had to drag it from your um, to the door um, and and things like that. Now you can you can just play it in context, and the MIDI file, the MIDI part, keeps playing while you're throwing different samples at it until you're happy. Right. And you can uh, you can also throw like you, you can play a bass line. You can have a MIDI part playing a bass line, and you go to Splice and choose bass single hit. Uh, notes which you don't know which key they are recorded in and you don't care you just throw it onto it and it will play it in the right key oh, you neat. know what i mean so so Excellent. it's that bridge between the the cloud world and the local sort of environment that that was the idea Wow. Cool. Well, uh, and I think intro offer is nine ninety nine, which is actually a very reasonable uh, uh, intro oh, price. So uh, nine pound ninety nine. Sorry. Get, yeah. Nine pound. Oh, I wow. believe so. And, not, and yeah, the cosmos, sorry, yeah. the cosmos is uh, the cosmos is free actually. So the browser um, librarian AI, you know, um, indexer, classifier, and all that. That's free. So you can. Uh, organize your samples and, and everything. It works really well with CR8, but it will work with any other sort of drag and drop um, sampler ah. or you can just you can Me. even use it to organize your samples because you can drag you can drag it to new folders on your Mac or on your PC as well. So it's uh, cool. I've got a use for I've got a use for it straight away. This is a tiny weeny little Erica Synths drum programmer for the uh, the module, the little 3HP. Um, it's like a dual sampler. Uh, so it comes with some samples already on the card, but to put new samples on, you have to use this little kind of bridge. So it bridges to a little USB port. And what I want to do is I want to do a, uh, I want to turn one of those modules entirely into hi-hats. So I want to fill, I think there's 64 sample slots. So I want to fill it with different hi-hats. Um, and I was kind of thinking, oh man, how am I going to, how am I going to do this? So there is the perfect answer that can round up all the hi-hats on my computer. And then I can, uh, nice. put, put them on the couch. Come on, hi-hats, come with me. <laughs> oh, that's, on, that, that could be, a, yeah. nice. let's go. Yeah. yeah, do you know that? that, that so I, I think, yeah. So I, the reason why I was mentioning that, the high hats. <laughs> but you know, because I'm sort of doing stuff away from the computer mostly, so it's actually that's actually really nice because it bridges into my sort of um, modulary sort of a, adventure. So nice one, Johan. Excellent. Nice <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I obviously I don't want to turn this into too much of an advert for Wave, but I mean it's a great product and, and nice work on that. Yeah, I must be pleased. Uh, it's always. Do you get nervous before a release, or do you just are you just glad to see it go by that time and just kind of you're on to the next thing? Um, some people get very nervous. The the product manager and uh, the software and everyone else. Um, my input was was kind of uh, 
finished in the uh, in the product definition. So all the execution of that uh, very complicated uh, product uh, fell on the mainly on the on the PM Paul Weisinger, who did an amazing amazing job. And uh, and Mayor Shashua, who is the the one of the the co-found, co-founder of Waves and a genius um, R and D, uh, he did all the the work on the engine and uh, not all the oh, work. Right. There, there was a, a large team of of people that were working on. And I don't want to to you know to to not mention anyone else's uh, anyone else's name but the, the it's it was a big project the the AI, ai part of it um we've been working on for for several years um it ca- obviously it it will be useful for us for other projects which which are yeah exactly uh, you know so yeah very big project Cool. Well, uh, I think I should probably uh, let me just. We, we've been we've been going a little bit, so maybe it's time to have a little message from our friends over at Isotope, and of course, Isotope, and of course, uh, Mr. Ah, Prince Charles Alexander. Isotope Producers Club is a one of a kind membership for producers ready to take their tracks to the next level. Once you join, you'll gain access to powerhouse Isotope plugins and a curated selection of tools from our partners, such as Melodyne from Celimony. Plus, as long as you're a member, you'll get every future update to the Isotope plugins in your membership for no extra cost. We'll also regularly serve you new curated content like exclusive inspiration-sparking sample packs and preset packs and industry-leading training ranging from our own tutorials to vocal production lessons from the world-renowned Berkeley Online, taught by Grammy-winning producer and engineer, Prince Charles Alexander. With new content being added every month full of valuable production techniques, tips and tricks, and solutions to common production problems, becoming a member is an investment in your career that grows as you and your career do. For more information on Isotope Producers Club, head to isotope.com. And don't forget, if you want to uh, save some cash as well, you could go to isotope.com forward slash Sonic Talk and you'll get to a special page there. But if you use the code Sonic10, uh, when you check out, you save an extra 10% on anything, including some of the sales that they're running at the moment. And once again, we thank them for their support. Um, Okay, so let's move on to our next topic. This is uh, Heimbach's jumpers just get better and better. And this is no... I mean, I'm, I, I bow to his, his jumper selection. Here we go. This is the new, uh, it was called Noises, and it's a plug-in uh, from Heimbach. Look at that jumper. I mean, it's Hi, just I'm astonishing. Hi, but wait till it, I mean, whoa! I've teamed up with Audio Thing again to bring you a new plug-in. Noises. Noises is a creative texture instrument designed to give you sounds that add rich and evolving timbres to your music and audiovisual productions. It is a rainbow of sounds, albeit a bit of a twisted one, since it's all based on noise. 
Yeah, this is high back again. It's very compelling viewing, actually. I, um, we did talk about him coming on the show uh, at some point, so we will get him on. It'd be great to talk to him. Um, the, yeah, audio thing and noises. This is an interesting... It's basically built from samples of a lot. He's got a wall of test equipment, which has got some really interesting stuff in there. Uh, the Hewlett-Packard noise generator slash sequencer. There's the B, uh, Burunkaya filters. Uh, and there's also uh, wire recorder, Tektronic bandpass filters. And he's built... I, I think it looks like it's some kind of sample indexing that uses the knob that seems to be designed somewhat on the look of the B&K um, precision filter and then you can sort of sequence and modulate the movements around with some filtering i mean it's an unusual uh, notion and it did sound uh, I, I still don't fully understand how it works but it looks like a pretty cool thing uh gaz i know you're a fan of high in fact you you yeah. did a, a quick hello to him when we were um when we were over at uh, uh super Booth last right yeah, no, we've become yeah, we've become friends over the last few years. He's he's a he's a lovely man and so inspiring. And it's interesting seeing how he, this is his. Uh, I think it's maybe a second uh, instrument that he's made um, with audio thing. He did the gong uh, amplifier resonator thing, which is uh, really interesting. So I think. Um, in some ways, this is almost opposite to what Yoad was talking about with sounds, which has got this, you know, enormous broad kind That's of... That's a little accidental. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but but I mean, you know, it, it, it's quite a singular thing uh, that um, that Heimbach kind of is on. It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant mission that I think he's on. And I think uh, to have like a, um, a plug-in that kind of accompanies him on his journey that everybody else can kind of, you know, um, come along for the ride sort of thing, I think is really cool. Um, it kind of almost makes me think it's it, it's as he, that Heimbach is kind of moving across from being uh, like a YouTuber or a musician to being a software developer, but to being somewhere in the, in in between it all, like almost like a you know like a kind of I don't know like a rock star kind of developer, you know, um, yeah. which is great. You, you know, mean like Yoad, <laughs> <laughs> like Yoad, exactly, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. This this does look interesting, and I think that some of the sounds I was hearing from it look really uh, well. Sat, sounded very cool. I mean, I haven't had a chance to download it. I've been uh, busy behind the scenes. I know, yeah. I mean, um, I, I know you're a fan of some of the stuff that he's done in the past, uh, particularly this kind of notion of messing with just the just that equipment that you just can't find anywhere else. That kind of wire recorder, all of that stuff, and the really unique. I mean, a lot of it's very grungy but also really specific i mean he did a lot of stuff where he's recording the 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 the, in, the interference using one of those soma um i've got one of them somewhere actually it's like a soma um interference recorder it, it kind of transposes magnetic inter electrical interference and br brings it down into an audible uh frequency spectrum it's just some really interesting stuff yeah um i think it's a great concept uh, noise is something which adds so much to to music um and uh and the noise of uh of processors um of outboard gear and analog desks and all that and not to mention tape is something that adds a lot to the music in and and somewhat and is somewhat you know missing in in today's uh productions sometimes um it can be recreated but any anything that generates noise 
is welcome in in my uh, from my perspective um but also, but this this plugin this product seems to be very musical um and i think that the way from what i could gather from the the demo uh, the big the big knob there um it has notches and i think that each notch uh, each segment represents a sample I think the the sample it's like a multi-sample thing and it, and the travel of the knob kind of scans some other parameters like uh what I could hear is a high pass filter um and the sample at the same time so it scans a few parameters over the sample and then when it hits the next notch it plays a different sample and I think they're all kind of related in some way so it sounds uh quite continuous maybe i'm completely wrong but this is what i could understand from uh from from what that does um would be nice to see a way of sequencing the parameters um to create especially with um with note intervals so imagine if you had the step sequencer that could um be quantized to notes you could actually play the resonance and stuff like that and create and then it would be a, a proper musical instrument um a playable musical instrument but i think i think it's great and i think it's uh it, it sounds nice from what i could gather um i like the i like the gui as well the the interface it looks simple yeah, but i like the and I like the the vibe of it and I like the fact that it's not meant to be super realistic I don't know if it's because of of lack of resources or as a concept but whatever it is it, I like it it's simple and uh, it looks cool and it sounds cool nice I think that yeah I think that that's the thing about what he he's sort of now known for sourcing all this fantastic sort of esoteric test equipment and uh, but stuff that's even outside you know because there's that great um uh, studio i forget what it's called the one in uh in holland i think it's in utrecht where it's just full of these uh beautiful uh hp uh, uh um signal generators i can't remember i've got the brand name right but he, he you know which are those beautiful massive sort of enamel face like the b and k stuff but really huge i think it might be maybe gm i can't remember um and i think you know the, he goes even more obscure than that and that's the thing that sort of he's definitely on that journey and i, I when we met him I, gaz when you met him at Superbooth, he had that beautiful little um what was the make of it i've forgotten that it's a um nagra sort of spy recorder in a, oh, it was it's just, it is. Everybody kind of should have one of those. It's just such a beautiful thing. Anyway, um, I think you can get that now. Uh, let me have a look, see where, uh, what was it called? Yeah, I think it's reduced. It's currently available at 45 bucks, reduced from 69. Uh, and of course, you get a bit of a, I think you can sequence that. Um, those, there are eight, eight steps there, which I think can be preset with at least the picture of the dial. I'm not sure about the other stuff because I know there's a randomization function and I've seen that running, but without getting too far into it, it's possible to do some of that kind of thing. It's hard to be absolutely sure without getting my hands on it, but that's one of the things I want to check out. Uh, I, I, along with, actually, that was the other thing I was going to just brief. I know this wasn't in the notes, but I thought we should do a little bit of a, a, a quickie for uh, our friends over at uh, um uh, Dave, who's, who's just released the new OB minds make great e version stuff. 2. And, and whether it's digital or analog, uh, those are just the tools. 
which uh, has a uh, top job. endorsement of Tom himself, which I think, <laughs> knowing well, I Dave, that probably about, makes him uh, as happy as a happy person can be. For a while, and I had my uh, worth watching. Actually, and also worth watching is the uh, the extra uh, Bright Sparks chapter they did on Tom Oberheim. Really interesting stuff about the whole brand name and stuff. But uh, just quick, because I know Dave would probably love to be on and plug it himself, but uh, I, I, I feel like I should. Um, the V2 now has a PC version and also M1 native, as well as uh, several other features. And I think they're doing another sort of uh, a release. And it, uh, many people say, and people on the panel as well have said, you know, it's one of the best sounding ones. I haven't downloaded it yet, and I'm going to. Now I've got an M1 Mac, I could probably, maybe I should do I a patch for it. I know, um, I have to Go, say that yeah. for me, it is the best sounding um, modeled uh, analog scene. It sounds so good. It sounds amazing. I really love it. Well, that's another great endorsement. I'm sure Dave would be very... Yeah, good. Uh, and that's coming from someone who, who knows both sides of the hardware and software thing. Uh, anyway, um, th there was another... Let me see. There's a, another one here. Is, uh, we did the audio thing. Let me have a look. Let's do the... Uh, uh, let's do Stylophonica. That's interesting. So uh, I'm just going to hit. So this is a really interesting project uh, that came out of Kingston University, uh, created by Dr. Leah Cardos in 2019, which sort of fell apart because of COVID. They've done uh, some covers and some also originals. I think the singer is Mari Dangerfield, who is really good, actually. Um, she posted this video. I won't play it the whole thing, but it came out a couple of years, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, and it was going to be on last week, but it's, uh, let me see, I think we've got the page up here. Yeah, here we go, Stylophonica. There's some, it's a really nice and interesting sounding album, actually. They've done some great work, and there are literally, as well as obviously the music production side, there's, there is an orchestra of... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I think maybe this one is an original. Let me see if I can... It's got some beauty... Uh, without getting too... I just thought this was a great project, and they're using stylophones, which can sound a little bit... Let me see, grating. But it's so... It's like a transistor organ. It just sounds really like Italian transistor organ kind of uh, uh, 70s or 60s music. Did, did you get a chance to listen to some of these guys? They're great, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this version of Oxygen 4, which is... Um... Yeah. Uh, and it's got the mass, mass, just a mass of them. So it's sort of, uh, yeah, it's like a big, like a big fat, um, you know, multi stylophone thing. Uh, but I just love stylophones. First instrument I ever had since I was about, I don't know, four years old or something. So, you know, I feel anything to do with stylophone kind of gets my, uh, gets my heart pumping. But you mentioned Mary Dangerfield and I saw her perform at the uh, the Bristol event a couple of weeks ago and she played uh she she had a bunch of tracks that she did with um and she was playing stylophone through most of it and she's a she's a really excellent stylophone player herself so um I just think it's really nice that stylophone has this kind of ongoing story um I've got the Gen R8 um Yes. Well, I remember you reviewed that, did you not? I think so. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's um, you know, and it's a just it's just like an unruly bad boy as that that thing is. So they, I think that Stylophone, you know, they um because it, you know it's the cheapest electronic instrument really that you can buy, can't you? The reissue ones are uh, you know they're ridiculously cheap. But then there's that 
um medium one as well the uh that's the one i reviewed actually uh the 99 uh, yeah i think was it 99 pound one the um i'm getting the names mixed up now uh, oh yeah there were a few weren't there did they did they make did they make like balalaikas they made kind of little ones did they make a base um uh, uh, uh style of phone as well i've just got something dim in the dim past that there was yeah, a really big one as well but oh yeah there was a big one uh it was well, in the original the original lineup um dual manual <laughs> yeah. uh, lee kemp of course who sort of occasionally contributes to sonic state he's a um he's a stylophone aficionado and now working for Debrec, which is really cool so the, the oh yes that's right yeah yeah. Let me see. I'm going to have to look up for base stylophone. I don't think there was actually. <laughs> well, the Gen X one. Yeah, the different coloured ones, which were yeah, like no, different I, I... ranges. Oh, base stylophone. Hold on, hold on. There's something going on here, but that's um, huh. yeah. I'm Debrec uh, stylophone. I can't. I'm trying to find an actual base stylophone. I oh, know. Um, yeah. Did you get a chance to uh, listen to any of this stuff? I know you've probably been busy I'm listening to music uh, when just, you're just listening to music. <laughs> very briefly but yeah there's some cool stuff there i mean um the sound can be quite annoying um, um <laughs> but uh, but um well, you know i don't know if uh, if you you managed to to watch uh, get back uh so george harrison plays with one oh yeah there in the studio that's that's quite cool to see him um um I, what i like doing with with those sort of things and i and i think i have i have this little korg um this thing oh yeah the uh, uh i can't remember what that's called yeah i know the monotron monotron which monotron. is i don't know if it has a battery but but that's that's really cool um and i have what i like doing with those is uh recording them through the speaker so you put like a 58 next to it and that makes it sound much less annoying and sort of mosquitoy <laughs> and more more credible you know because it sounds like amped and and i have i have quite a few old casios like starting from the vl1 but i have quite a few more of those analogy ones um from the 80s and they just sound great i have one which which has chords chord presets you know right. and it sounds so so good if you if you manage to to do it in time and there's those there are those w which work with uh, you know key combination so if you play the the tone next to it it's minor and the one below is is it makes it sept uh, chord and stuff like that so all these with the uh, with the 58 uh they sound so great and they have um there's there's something about those those tones yeah um yeah i remember i remember as a kid my friend had i think it was an a, a 202 a cz it was it was like a it was just it was a nice sort of fairly slim keyboard and i and it was a, an auto accompaniment but it had some really nice sounds and i remember some of the sounds were very familiar to the stuff that steve winwood uh, around arc of the diver was using they're sort of almost like um sawtooth harp kind of plucked sounds um i, yeah. I can't remember what it was but i used to play that a lot i used not, to borrow it whenever i could the, not to mention the auto harp the only only chord that was that was really cool as well 
Do you know? Do you know the one I mean? Like, um, yes, um, yes, that's right. Which has one one tone basically, which is like what you said. It's a it's a it's a sawtooth with a bit of a filter envelope, and uh, uh, but but it's all about the the chords and the you know all that. Uh, oh, I found it. This one. Hold on. Let me find that. I'm just going to put that in the browser. So I can... Oh, Gaz has brought something interesting. Oh, that. What's that? Uh, oh, that's sorry. The, that, that's the Gen X one. That's like the sort of in between y one. Um, it's got like a delay, analog delay, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, uh, that's I the one. Say... That's the one that I used to have. That, that, or did, I used to, the, C, the, the, uh, what's it? The, uh, CS202, CT202, that's the one. Beautiful in some ways. <laughs> also very basic. I don't know if I had auto no company, but I can't remember. But there were some classic there, there were some classic tones from Casio back then, definitely. Um, I forgot yeah. where we started. Oh yeah, this was the so if you want to check out the uh the Stylophone Orchestra, Stylophonica, it's it's just a I really enjoyed it actually. And I listened to it because often, you know, when when stuff comes up that people are plugging music, you often particularly in an educational environment, you think that there might be stuff involved there that's more to do with benefiting the students and, and whatnot. But this has got really nice musical values and production values. And there's some lovely vocal stuff in there, some really interesting covers, as uh, uh, as you said, Gaz. It's just a, a, a great uh, a great piece of work. And well done to them. Enjoyed that a lot. Um, okay, so uh, what's next? Um, uh, sorry, I'm doing that. Oh, yeah, this one. I, I enjoyed this. This is... Uh, let me press the Hi. right button. Marcos on Twitter asked, how do I recreate the bass sound from K Tempest's More Pressure, which is a sound that sounds a little bit like this. Which is an amazing sound and a really good example of how you don't need much to make an amazing sound. Like all the bells and whistles of a synth aren't really that important when the core sound, like when a simple sound is the right one. And all that and that that, that I'll, I'll leave it there I, you watch that of course that's Milo Melodies uh, he was uh, um, asked to, to get the sound of a, uh, the bass from K Tempest More Pressure which is a great track if you listen to it it is literally built around her voice uh, and there's a bit of atmospheric but it's a really nice dry beat and that bass sound and it's just so signature in your face um, a really good track well worth it, uh, well worth it. Uh, I think that was the uh the the ARP the Korg ARP twenty six hundred mini, which is around fifteen hundred quid, but it did sound it, and it was so right. This kind of no, notion that just a great oscillator and and a filter is almost enough. I mean that, and and I talk about it sometimes when. Um, you know, when I'm reviewing something, sometimes you get a synth and it's just got that thing. It doesn't need very much at all. Uh, Gaz, you must be finding this quite a lot because, I mean, the thing about modular, there are, you know, there's such a variance between oscillators, but some of them are just, they sort of leap out at you. And for me, I mean, one of the really good ones is the Pittsburgh Dixie Core, uh, anything by Pittsburgh Modular, the, those. And in fact, you can get the same sort of vibe on the, the Create Audio, um, not Captain Filter, but the, 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 the really low cost ones because he designed those as well. And he, Richard Nichols, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, do you remember when we first heard the Erebus from Dreadbox? Just yeah. that absolute. <laughs> so what the? Everybody just, just utterly one of the loveliest sounding, 
just pure oscillatory sort of sounds or, you know, uh, certainly at the time, I, I, for me, that still ranks as one of my all time favorite instruments, the Erebus. I got the version. Two. Really? I, yeah. yeah. I just love it. And I've got loads of oscillators here. Um, the slappy module, the, uh, the angle grinder <laughs> that can make some unbelievable <laughs> sounds. Um, you know, as a as as a kind of um, you know, it's it's it, it's one of those oscillators that just goes into its own kind of um, universe in a way. It's um, <laughs> uh, so I I, I think um, the simple sounds. So that's why one of the reasons why I didn't want to get into Eurorack for many many years is that often when I'm working on productions, the kind of synth sounds I gravitate towards are really really simple and right largely because of so much music i love it was mini moog you know so it's like almost like that defines a certain thing for the way i like to use synths in um productions or certainly in the in the past um so i was really into that exact thing of just a really good thick and relatively simple tone i've gone completely down the rabbit hole the wrong <laughs> <laughs> oops uh, okay well it's it's interesting so yeah i mean i know you've got a couple of things that uh, you really rate in terms of oscillators and that you do you keep coming back to i mean because uh, uh, there, there are sometimes that you know a track just needs that at, at front and center uh, just a very simple pure sound that can can speak so much i mean i know um it's interesting benj uh, has done a lot of production work and some of the work that he did with john fox and some of the work he does with where how he places those massive modular modulars in a track and just brings them right out front really kind of i, I love that stuff but what what do you gravitate towards when you just need a really simple good sounding oscillator for me it's always the sh101 that's my favorite ah. oscillator and filter it's just it's a beast with the minimum i love the minimoog as well but there's always the risk with that you know you get a really nice sound and then you say hey but maybe i'll add the second oscillator and then you add the third oscillator put it a fifth up and then you detune it a bit and then you lose the whole kind of it becomes like an accordion rather than a punch kind of in your face uh, bass sound the the arp 2600 has that that sort of um really in your face growly sound and and when you hear it through it its own speakers it sounds like that i actually never recorded it never recorded those you know the internal speaker but there's something about that with the spring reverb and all that that sounds and it relates to what we said earlier about the the stylophone uh, and all that um I, and i do have um uh, the the most of the modular setup i have is pittsburgh so i have two oscillators and and filters and stuff and the oscillators there are really what i like is the the range of the the frequency knob it it covers the the entire range and you can really kind of drive it and it, it it's really cool but i think that if you're looking for uh, a sound to to really stand out like a bass sound that can hold the track a synth bass sound that can really hold the track um i would really recommend sending it 
to a guitar amp or any amp mm. for that matter and uh, and recording the speaker um you know aligning the the timing and the phase with the direct recorded sound and it always gives you something which is more has more presence and has more personality um I love doing that with I have the gen Essex 1000 it's an Italian oh yeah 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 I remember that uh, 70 I have it in the live room and and it's connected to a martial lamp just to the insert return so it's not even you know going through the the, the base travel and drive you don't need to just the fact that you hear Move it some acoustically air, yeah. in the room yeah it sounds so good it sounds I, I just love that love that sound so I would I can't recommend enough for anyone who who you don't even need a hardware synth all you need and you don't even need that but if you really want to to, to do it properly then you need like a reamp box like a radial or or something like that that you can send from your um, d2a and that will match the the, the the impedance and the level so you can feed it to a guitar to an amp that expects to see uh, a, a guitar like a high high z input uh, but even if you have like an old stereo system or or anything that can you you can plug in um into the speaker and it will make sound then you can run any plugin even silent or anything like that just run it through an old even a laptop you know what the speakers and record it it would sound so much uh it's got so something much yeah it's got some life and, yeah. and alive we'll and probably find out <laughs> We'll probably find out that the track, the actual track, more pressure, the K Tempest one, is was done on you know a soft synth, you know. But it's still the one that this got me thinking actually because I, I sort of went, oh, that, you know, it's quite unusual to hear a, a minimal track that has a, a signature sound at its core, kind of almost the whole time. You know, like there's the bass, the bass is driving the whole thing. I know people are going to disagree, but I just checked the Billboard Hot 100, you know, which maybe isn't the best place to go, but I just thought in terms of current pop music, what is there out there that's got just a really big front and centre sound? And there was very, very little. It was mostly really interesting arrangements and sort of comp... It's all about vocal processing. There's very little going on. So the signature sounds moved away from the synth into the way that the vocal sound and the vocal is the has become the signature which you know for many vocalists their vocal sound is that's that's how, that's how you identify them so that this has almost become a way of creating you know singers who perhaps aren't very characterful singers perhaps what they've done is create <laughs> A characterful voice, you via processing. I mean, you must you must find that you're doing that quite a lot as well, yeah. Because I mean, you, you know, you you are mixing modern productions, and that's what the kids want to hear, presumably. So, I just thought it was interesting. There's very little in terms of signature sounds. Uh, yeah, you always look in a in a production. I always look for, you know, the the thing, the the element that will make it unique. That will uh, that will kind of bounce off um the the vocals and and kind of create a dialogue a, a really cool pop track which i forgot its name but it's by charlie xcx from like i don't know four or five years ago has this doom 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 
doom, doom. It's like just one huge um, bass sound uh, and vocal and some drums, you know, and you you don't need more than that if you, much more than that if you have like a good sort of personality projected um, through your, your, your singing and, and something yeah. to bounce off it. And a good song. It's like someone playing a guitar and singing, you know, you don't need much more than that. If it's, if it's good and if it's powerful. So there's no reason why this shouldn't apply to electronic music as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I just, I thought it was an interesting observation, but uh, I mean, it's so, it's so easy uh, or it's easier to just keep throwing stuff out. I mean, I know Gaz, I, I mean, prog isn't necessarily the most minimalist genre of music. So, I mean, but still minimalism is what, is what translates. I mean, do you, do you find that you apply, you know, for, for a couple of the bands that you're involved in that are on the more proggy side, are you, are you minimizing things to try and get, give it, give it space in the same way? Or do you still like to, to create the bump, this sort of a bombastic, isn't it? And I suppose that's not necessarily, you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I can answer, but I think, um, I, I like the combination of the two. You see, I love, minimalist stuff uh, i find it hard to make minimalist stuff i am um, i do like to sort of uh put loads of ideas into the stuff that i do and like you know i have always really liked um complex arrangements so that's why i think mm. i gravitated into sort of the kind of proggy sort of the way but but equally i just love um multi-part arrangements you know like a good vibrations kind of thing so within those different sections you can be quite minimal or, or, or but the but the thing is always changing and is, is full of thrills and spills that's what that's what floats my boat but i do also try and make minimal music and when i succeed i i, I i'm always really pleased because the temptation to uh to fill it in is um is, is always there but you know my favorite music of all though is is talk talk and spirit of eden laughing stock and then the solo mark hollis album you know which mm. are absolute they're, well they were quite sort of they are minimal. but they were also quite they are quite minimal but they sound maximal Ma i suppose but it's interesting minimal. the one thing that yeah the word maximal minimalism the one thing that i did notice when i was listening to the hot 100 stuff is the how the complexity of songwriting arrangement has it, you know you're not going to get like a 12 bar blues with a middle bridge and an eight and a link you know you're going to have a lot more complexity and that's what seems to have generated the interest i mean in many ways they've made as things have become much more simpler the arrangement that is in the order in which things go rather than the number of elements in there has become way more complex and it's it's almost proggy in its in its complexity which is a sort of quite a bizarre turnaround in many ways um for, for for pure pop anyway i'm rambling a little bit but i just thought it was an interesting topic and and the fact that you know that signature sounds you know we haven't had a decent baseline in a in a in a worldwide mega hit for ages you know it's it's all about the vocals and vocals are great but it's because you can't hear a baseline on a phone mobile phone speaker isn't it very well in the same way i suppose uh, I don't know. Um, I, I'm sure Yoad would uh, would say that I'm mixing it wrong, which I most probably would be. I'm sure that's uh, one of the challenges of the modern age, isn't it? Is getting that baseline to actually be heard on 
most things. Usually, usually you just leave it alone. You know, the less you do, especially, um, especially on a, on a 303. If you just leave it alone and that's your baseline in a mix, you're, you're sorted. It sounds so good as is. Just don't do anything to it. And, and, and this applies to, to a lot of bass sounds as well. Because once you, oh, unless you have a, a really accurate sort of listening environment and all that, you, when, once you start messing too much with the bass, nothing good can come out of it. Usually just, just let it be. <laughs> and, and, uh, and it will, you know, it will sort itself out. Oh, so I, I was going to say that the high pass yeah, filter, maybe yeah. on a Moog. Yeah, <laughs> you need it. No, on everything, high pass any... filter is needed because uh, because you just no, don't need the air, uh, and when it comes to mastering, you don't need the added energy. We, it's not a very sort of uh, you know uh, it it doesn't not pay useful frequency in terms of the level, the, the loudness, and all that, all these considerations. But um, yeah. Just let it be. Let it Excellent. base. Well, uh, let it base. That's another one. I would <laughs> yeah. say that's a, that, those are several, several good uh, options for titles there. But I did put a poll in the uh, YouTube chat um, not that long ago, which was uh, uh, round up the hi-hats or bring the noise. Bring the noises just edged it with 59% there. So I think, I don't think, oh, you can't see that, but I will end the poll. It might, maybe if I end the poll, maybe it'll publish the... Uh, Publish the results, end the poll. Have I done it? Have I ended the poll? Yes. Uh, thank you, Die Standen. I will have a pint. I think I've uh, just released the pot. Uh, round up the hi-hats, yeah, 58%, uh, 41% to 58 So that's going to be the title. Thank you, Die Stanton. Um, uh, and uh, thank you, uh, well, there we go. We've got that one. Uh, so I think we're probably at the end of the show. Thanks very much for everybody joining us. It's been a pleasure as ever. Thank to all of our friends over in the super chat and the chat. It's been some great stuff in there as ever. Uh, all of this stuff hopefully will be catalogued alongside the live video. So you can relive it. Uh, if you came up with a particularly good pun, you can go back and visit that and glory in the uh, in the reaction that it got in text format. Uh, but anyway, we'll, uh, we'll say thank you very much to everybody for joining us. Gaz, uh, what time your show eight o'clock tonight you're going to do the uh, snazzy effects yeah. the snazzy effects there they are lovely exciting pedals that uh oh and look what i did happen to have modded. oh yeah <laughs> look at that though that is not a eurorack cable that's just keeping all the kind of power cables all nice and neat god i tell you what lovely. these things are good they're good. <laughs> Come up with something that's good. <laughs> yeah. Plug away, plug away. There's a well. Well, thanks for joining us. And yes, I do encourage you thanks. to pop over there at, 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 at eight o'clock tonight. I'll see you there. And also, Mr. Uh, Yoad Nevo, thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure as ever uh, from your studio. I guess are you straight back thank into you. it? Are you going to recall some banger that you've been working on, or have you got something else to do? Uh, I don't have to recall it because it's. I just have to press Command Tab, and I'm back in mix mode. Nice. That's minimalism at its finest. Oh, the, the chat room asked earlier, actually, what was the guitar you got? Because you said you got a new guitar, but you didn't tell us what uh, it was. So the guitar, I, yeah, the, it, it's an Epiphone. Um, uh, come on. Uh, what's the one? An Is it Epiphone a hot semi-acoustic? No, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a semi Semi-hollow, um, not casino. The other one. 
I'm just looking. Um, uh, ES3, uh, Epiphone, Casino, Coop, uh, Joe Pass. Come on, how could I forget uh, it? Anyway, it's a, it's it's. You haven't like you I haven't spent it. enough time with it, clearly. <laughs> no, no, I just finished setting it up. It's not a '60s one, which will cost like 11 grand or something like that. Um, but it it does the job. It's really nice. Um, from '89, I put um, uh, zero nines on it, um, which is very unusual for uh, semi hollow. Um, but it's kind of cool because the neck is quite wide and it's, uh, it sounds quite twingy. So yeah, so far I'm happy. Right. Well, actually, I hope you, ha I hope you get to, uh, enjoy some time with that in between all of your various projects, but thank you very much uh, for joining us. Thank you to our friends over in the chat rooms and all of the other places, uh, and all of the, the, the super chats and the super stickers very much appreciated. Uh, it, as ever, if you like what you see here, uh, we do this every week, but we also have a lot of other content besides uh, there was a preview of the sequential Take 5 uh, poly, which is coming out, and there's a couple of other things that we've got in the pipeline, and more besides, and as we're also gearing up for a busy May, where we'll be at Superbooth and all of those things coming. So lots more stuff to come from us. Uh, thank you very much, everybody. And I guess we'll just it just remains to say that's it for this week. Uh, thank you all for joining us. That was Sonic Talk episode Oh, what was it? 704. Good grief. Wow. There we go. <laughs> yes. See you all later. Bye-bye now.